listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. The year is 415, the fifth century. And St. Augustine, who was the greatest mind to ever walk the earth by that point, only to be outdone by St. Thomas Aquinas 900 years later. St. Augustine was walking along the beach on a bright and sunny day, but internally he was downcast. St. Augustine was frustrated. He was taking a break from working on what would become known as the greatest doctrinal contribution to the church. De Trinitate, on the Trinity. St. Augustine, the greatest mind, he worked on it for over 30 years, and by that point, wrote over 15 books on the Trinity, compiling well over a thousand pages. On the beach, while he was walking, he noticed a little boy running back and forth between the sea and a tiny little hole he dug in the sand. St. Augustine called over the little kid, my son, what are you doing here? And the boy, he, in his innocence, held up a little shell. He says, I'm trying to put that big ocean in this tiny little hole. St. Augustine said, my child, you could never fit this magnificent big ocean in this little hole in the sand. And the boy, without flinching, said, and you could never possibly succeed in penetrating the mystery of the Holy Trinity. And then the boy vanished. Later, St. Augustine would say that that was the angel and he never wrote on the Trinity again. He finished his work. The Trinity is what we celebrate today. The Trinity is the central mystery of our Christian faith. All of the other solemnities that we celebrate throughout the year revolve around this belief. Whether it's the incarnation of our Lord on Christmas Day, whether it's the passion of our Lord on Good Friday, the Easter resurrection, the ascension of our Lord into heaven, Pentecost, the sending of the Holy Spirit, all of these mysteries revolve and they communicate the love of God. But today we don't celebrate something that God has done. Today we celebrate God himself, the Trinity, not an action that he did or even continues to do today. Today we celebrate God as himself, the highest mystery known to man. Uh, because God is so much above us and different from us, it becomes the most difficult topic 
to understand. In seminary, studying for priesthood, Trinitarian theology was the most abstract and the hardest. What is the Trinity? Or what the Trinity is not? First, we have to know that the existence of God is self-evident. The first Vatican Council said that you can merely look around the world and determine by yourself that there is a God. You do not need Jesus Christ to come down from heaven and to tell you that there is a God. You can be plopped in the middle of an island and determine for yourself that something came from nothing that somebody had to be the first person to push the domino over. That by pure reason, we can see that there is a creator and that there's only one God. There's not a lot of gods competing against each other. When Jesus Christ came down from heaven, he revealed that there is one God, but there is three persons in that one God. Trinity means three, right? Try, three. The Trinity is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. That was revelation. God had to reveal to us that the Trinity, that God is a community of persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that they do not fight for power amongst themselves, but they freely give to each other and for each other. That's why when human beings are made in the image and likeness of God, we naturally form communities because God is a community. This weekend is a special weekend, not only because it's Trinity Sunday, but because yesterday, our diocese rejoiced. Yesterday, our bishop ordained three men to the priesthood of Jesus Christ all from our diocese, all born locally, raised locally, even one from our parish. His Mass of Thanksgiving is this afternoon. Tomorrow is my two-year anniversary to the priesthood, and in my short time of being a priest, it is my experience that if I'm ever on a plane, wearing my clerics and that plane 30,000 feet in the air is experiencing turbulence, people are very happy to see you. <laughs> Even non-Christians respond in that way. Why is the presence of a priest so reassuring? because the priest himself is a presence. The priest is the presence of Christ. 
The raising up of a man to the dignity of Christ's priesthood is an act of the Trinity. No one deserves that title because it's not their priesthood. It is not my priesthood. It is not Father Brady's priesthood. It's not Bishop Desitel's priesthood. It is the priesthood of Jesus Christ. And the laying on of hands by the bishop, anointing the man's hands, and the descent of the Holy Spirit on them has been a tradition since the very first apostles. The Trinity is the very heart of our Christian faith. It's the central mystery of which every single mystery of our faith revolves around. So it makes perfect sense that because God is infinite, the more we learn about him, the more we see we need to learn about him. We see with God himself that human beings are made to live in a community. And what holds this community together is love. Only love holds a community together. Never forget that. When we turn away from love, love that would sacrifice for the other person, then we lose our community, that relationship with the other person. God, the Holy Trinity, is still calling young men and women to religious life. God is still calling as many people as he did in the past. It's just that our own hearing is not what it used to be. Pray for vocations and not good vocations. We don't want good priests. We need holy priests. There's a difference. Pray for vocations. And if a young person here feels that call, then my advice is simple. Do not be afraid. Be silent in front of God in the Eucharist. God speaks in the silence, so listen with the ear of your heart to the infinite God who is love itself.